And welcome in, everyone. It's a special edition of Extending the Play with NFL insider John McMullen as we broadcast to you uh, following that Eagles loss uh, in Cleveland. John, it's the first opportunity this season for us to get a post-game reaction from you uh, after the loss today. Let's begin right there, and let me get your opening thoughts about the football game. Well, I, I, I think it was sloppy. Kind of expected uh, another bad weather game in Cleveland. Most of that persistent cold rain, but I, I don't think that affected things all that much, to be honest. You talk to offensive coaches throughout the in this league, and they're more concerned about the wind uh, than the rain. And that wind was pretty manageable uh, in the game window. So I think if you take it out of that, if you look at the Eagles' plan coming in, Look, they wanted to stop the run for the vast majority of the game. They did a great job. They did a phenomenal job and took a long Nick Chubb run in the fourth quarter uh, and started leaking oil a bit there. But I don't think you could have asked more from that defense and especially that defensive front as a whole. So we look back to the offensive side of the ball. Mistakes, turnovers, three more turnovers, Miles Sanders, um, fumbling inside the five-yard line, essentially on the first, on the Eagles' first possession of the game. I think that set a, a poor tone. And then you talk about the pick six from Carson Wentz, which was, you know, so many things. A, a, a terrible decision, uh, a poor blitz pickup by Richard Rodgers, um, and, and the constant inconsistency of Carson Wentz, which has been the season-long theme from an accuracy standpoint. Uh, and a decision-making standpoint. And I think that the offensive line, I, I mean, crossing nine different offensive lines in 10 games now for the Eagles. And then on top of it, you lose Dwayne Johnson in the game to another injury. You lose Jason Peters in the game. Jason Kelsey had the lead, and boy, he might be the toughest guy in the world because he comes in with this big brace on well, it certainly looked to me it's best case scenario, hyperextended elbow. He, he played through it. Isaac Sayamalo had to, had to buckle up his helmet for him. Uh, that's how bad it was. So just the constant shuffling on the offensive line, tough to get chemistry. To be honest. Yeah, no doubt about it, Johnny Mac. And let me ask you this, because I, I, I know that when I make this statement, uh, I am going to be accused of <clears throat> making mistakes or making um, uh, making excuses, rather, uh, for Carson Wentz. 21-35, 235 yards, two touchdowns, two, two interceptions, one of them being a pick six. Here's the stat line that I go to, John. Five sacked five times today, now 40 times, and we're 10 games into the season. He's under siege almost every play. Yeah, he is. Uh, and when your protection doesn't hold up, it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Either the protection's not there, or when it is there, you think it isn't there. And I think that's what you kind of saw with the state. And the safety, I mean, there's an example of uh, him holding on to the football too long, him not understanding the situation. Again, the decision-making. So I do think, look, I, I said, and everybody has said, from Doug Peterson on down, everybody has kind of said 
this is an amalgamation of things, the offensive struggles, the offensive line, the quarterback, the receivers, uh, the injuries, on and on and on. But if you if you force me to put those into a list and what's the biggest problem, what's the biggest concern, I say it all the time. If you can't block people up front consistently, it's tough to do things offensively in this league. Now, that's not to give uh, Carson Wentz, as you mentioned, an excuse card. There, there are things he can do better and, and elevate the talent around him. I haven't seen enough of that, so I think that's a fair criticism. But I don't care who the quarterback is. If, if, if you're getting offensive line play like the Eagles have been getting it for the vast majority of this season, it's going to be tough sledding on the offensive side of the ball. NFL insider John McMullen, special edition of Extending the Play, Eagles postgame, Eagles lose to the Browns. We talked about it on the show Saturday uh, on the morning edition of Extending the Play. We knew that the weather forecasters were going to be accurate. Uh, They said 100% rain. It looked like it was raining from start to finish, uh, and it was heavy. Uh, John, what was Doug's reaction? Tell me a little bit about Doug Peterson in his post game uh, after the game, after the loss. Well, I think it was trying to fend off the start to number uh, number one because they started Tom. Did you consider benching him in the game? He said no. Would you consider uh, benching him moving forward, he said no. So uh, this, he essentially said that would be a bad message. That would be an indication that, look, you're giving up on the season. Uh, and the Eagles, as ugly as it looks, and this is what Brandon Graham said post game, as ugly as it looks, three six and one, they're still a half game ahead in the loss column. Now things not necessarily typically. I always joke when, when the Eagles lose or when, even when they're not playing on the bye week, good things happen in the NFC East. A little bit of, of a tide turn there. Uh, obviously the Giants are on their bye, uh, but Washington wins, Dallas is winning. So if they can hold on, all of a sudden it becomes a much bigger concern. But look, this is a terrible division. Uh, we all understand that. Uh, but you can't, you're still in first place. You can't give up on the season. And that's sort of what Doug Peterson was saying with his quarterback. John, let me ask you about the run, the running game. It, it started so well for Miles Sanders. And then when you get fast forward through the game and you get to the post game sheet, you see 16 carries. And 66 yards. So somewhere in the process of where the game started to coming out after halftime, they no longer had Miles in the offense. Why not? Well, to be honest, I think you know a lot of it has to do. If you think about that first drive, I think the Eagles were, were dominating, and uh, uh, that offensive line we just. Uh, Barrett was, was doing a heck of a job run blocking. Isaac Sayamala was back. Jason Kelsey before the injury. You could see those getting back together with a combo block. And and not only Miles Sanders, but also Boston's got effective running the football. And then, as I said, you're at the five-yard line, and he fumbles the football. Uh, and it wasn't because of the weather. It wasn't a, a, a slick... Um, 
football issue. Uh, there was a helmet on the football. Uh, and Miles acknowledged he's got to be better uh, in those types of situations. Obviously, first and foremost, uh, ball security has got to be number one when you're inside the red zone. And, and look, I, I mean, as a coach, I, I would lose some confidence there as well and say, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, do I want to go back to this guy's third fumble this season, by the way? Uh, so I, I do think, look, it was close. You didn't have to give up on the run game. Uh, but I, I do think that fumble plays into it a little bit. And, and the fact that maybe you don't have as much confidence in uh, and, and, and Miles after that in play, which was a huge play in the game. I think it set the tone. I think the Eagles were ready to go on top, and I think things change if they punch that football in. I really do. John, they're going to call, and by they I mean the fan base, you're going to hear, see all over social media calls for Carson Wentz to be benched. Calls for the backup quarterback, Jalen Hurts. If it wasn't out there already, it's going to be out there beginning now and running and consuming your entire week. Yeah, no no question. I, I got to be honest with you, Krause. The Eagles should have known this was coming in April when they drafted Jalen Hurts. I mean, Howard Roseman should have known if there was any, and I mean any, uh, uh, poor play, if there were uh, a little bit of anxiety, uh, people were going to be looking at the backup quarterback and saying, well, we got this kid who, you know, won at the highest level of Alabama, won at the highest level uh, uh, with Oklahoma, two of the most high-profile college programs that are out there, uh, almost won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, this was a high-profile guy that stands new. And we all know, Crossy, he's been along, we've been around for a while. Who's the most popular guy in town? It's the backup quarterback you've never seen play. And, and, and that's, that's the reality of the situation for the Eagles. Now, I don't believe anybody, uh, Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson on down, I don't think anybody thought it would get this bad, but they should, they opened this Pandora's box. And it, it was a mistake, it, and it continues to be a mistake because this so-called Taysom Hill package, whether you want to call that at Taysom Hill on steroids, and he was starting quarterback for the Saints and the successful one, they haven't been able to utilize him even in that role. So what makes you think they're going to be utilizing him well behind an offensive line that can't block anybody? I, I would feel sorry for Jalen Hurts if he actually <laughs> At this stage, be All week long, you'll get John McMullen on extending the play. You'll find him tomorrow night on Monday night with the fix. Uh, Jody Mack on Tuesday on 94.1 WIP. Uh, Johnny Mack, two uh, quick questions before I let you go on this special post-game edition uh, of extending the play uh, with John McMullen. Uh, it's going to sound like a weird question. Bright spot. I was looking for a bright spot. I didn't write anything down until the game concluded. I jotted down Alex Singleton today. Am I even – did you see any ray of sunshine at all? Oh, no, I'm with you. Alex is great. I talked about that uh, 
that one uh, defense, which I thought as a whole did a very good job for the most part throughout the game. And, and Alex, you know, the front deserves a lot of credit, but Alex Singleton on that second level continues to be a tackling machine. And I go all the way back to when Alex first got here, and he was a little-known guy, came from the CFL or CFL All-Star crowd, and I asked Ken Lajol about him, who's the Eagles linebacker coach, and said, look, this guy is going to show up. Uh, he is going to show up when the pads come off. Now, you know, in a normal uh, NFL offseason, the pads don't come off. So it's tough for those physical guys to stand out. Never mind in a COVID offseason when everything was virtual. But you've seen since Alex Singleton has got his opportunity. Uh, he is a downhill old school linebacker and he was tremendous today. I mean, tremendous, uh, stuffing the run. And I gotta be honest, I've been talking about this for a number of weeks. He's the best linebacker on this team and he's not supposed to be. He doesn't have the pedigree, as I said. Uh, he's an undrafted rookie. He comes from the CFL. But, hey, play on the field at some point has got to overcome. This is supposed to be a meritocracy. And he is the best linebacker on this team. And he should not leave the field. One last thought from John McMullen on this special edition, post-game edition of extending the play. Uh, if you look out now, John, and I don't want to get too far into the week, but we can we know that Seattle is next, then the Packers, then the Saints, then the Cards, then the Cowboys get us all the way through the month of December. If the road was tough today, how much harder is it going to be beginning uh, with our next game, which is next Monday night? Yeah, it's going to be difficult. I mean, everybody knew this was going to be the most difficult stretch of the season for the Eagles. Now, there is something almost in each game. You know, I, if you look at Seattle, uh, as good as Russell Wilson has been, they were 32nd ranked defense in the NFL coming in. So, um, there are some issues with them. Drew Brees is probably not going to be ready. Uh, because of all the rib injuries. So you're probably not going to have to worry about him. And Arizona, at the end of it, is still a young team, still learning how to win, even though Kyler Murray is spectacular. So the one thing I promise people, Krause, uh, and this has more to do, again, with the NFC than anything else, but it stands true, and it holds true today as we're speaking. The Eagles are going to play meaningful football in December. Can they finish it? Can they figure out some of these issues to win the NFC? Oh, that's the big question. That's the question none of us know right now. But they're going to be playing meaningful football. So if you want a, a positive, consider that your positive. Johnny Mack, football 24-7, Monday through Friday. You'll find him in Philly Voice. You'll find him on the middle with Brooks, Mays, and Aton. You'll find him on Extending the Play and now a special post-game edition. John, as we say goodbye tonight, I think the one tie in the record might be the deciding factor if, as to whether or not they're going to win the division or not. Playing for the tie may have been the best move. Well, you, you think about it, Krause. Think about it after this week. If Dallas can hold on, the Eagles will 